I just kind of to start things off, I just want to get you to to share your story and and kind of and and how all that transpired and and kind of what the what the damage is on your on your cabin currently right now. Just to, as much as you want to share. Okay, so this was actually our very first year with our cabin. We purchased it um, last spring, and then because of COVID and the border closures, we weren't able to get to it till about, I think, mid-June or so we got there for the first time. And then we were really excited this winter to spend our first winter out there as well, as much as we could, because we are boat-in access only or lake access, I guess, walk across or snowmobile. And um, because of the winter, it was either too cold outside or there was too much snow. Plus, there was a lot of slush on the ice this year. So we weren't actually able to get to our cabin all winter just because we either didn't feel safe enough or we were scared if we got stuck out in the slush and the snow how would we get our machines out and get back to the road? Um, so we had really no idea how high the water levels had risen, whether it be over the winter time underneath the ice or how high the ice was up at the cabin. And then we had heard, I guess, through Facebook, some of the Facebook groups out there that the water seemed to be quite high. Um, and then... The ice was very, very high. So we were able to go out about two weeks ago, and we went to up the Northeast Bay Subdivision Road, and we were able to go to one of the ladies' cabins and just get down to the water so that we could try to see our cabin because the ice wasn't safe enough to cross anymore, and it wasn't open water, so we couldn't get to our cabin. And by looking through binoculars and taking... Um, zooming in on our phones, it looked like the water was up there, but we really couldn't tell because it's about a mile across the lake still from where you can drive to. And then, um, so then last Monday, I drove out there again and kind of same thing, but it was hard to tell from a distance. So one of the ladies out in Northeast Bay, she actually kayaked over to our cabin for us because the ice finally opened and left. So she was able to kayak over to our cabin and it was just really sad to see the pictures and the videos that she took and sent to us. Uh, it showed that it was just not up to the cabin but actually under and all the way behind the cabin, the water. So we, had, we would have had no chance to even try to go out and sandbag I'm not even sure how you would get the sandbags across or we had no idea that the water was that high. And I, and I, I imagine that your, your cabin is in a, a low lying area and the water just rose. And then like, I guess just engulfed your cabin, um, in all sides with water. Yeah. Yeah. Our cabin, um, we did have a little beach in the front of it and it was quite low. Um, it is a low property um and unfortunately when the cabin was built in i'm going to say 1951 the very first little part of our cabin was built lower and not up higher (laughs) um and then over the years people just kind of continued to add on to the cabin 
at the same level it was, um, whereas maybe I guess it could have gone up higher, but it was just rebuilt, built onto what the existing cabin was. Um, and then around us, there's high rock walls. So I guess that was just the perfect opportunity for the water to push right up in. And I'm assuming when the ice was breaking up, it was quite windy for a few days. And I'm assuming that the ice broke, pushed up and broke up there as well, because there's a lot of damage done, not just flood damage. And... I know, like you, you said before, this. Uh, I, I imagine your fa- you and your family were very excited to um, enjoy. I guess your first summer with with your cabin, and, and I guess what's the what's the overall feeling and gauge? Um, you know, seeing those photos and videos that um, a, f- a neighbor or a friend w- w- uh, took of your cabin. Well, you know, when you save up and you work so hard in order to buy yourself something, whether it's you know, a million bucks or not, um, you worked hard for that. And we had always gone camping with our family out in the white shell. And finally, we were able to buy our own cabin. And um, our family was all really excited because we're farmers, so we don't have a lot of resting time together as a family. And so this was kind of going to be the spot that we could go out and enjoy with our family and just relax and be off the farm and spend good quality time together. And then we were kind of starting to get ready to go out possibly. And But with this year and all the flood, the fields have been flooded really bad out our area. We hadn't started farming either. So then we get the pictures of the cabin and with all the stress already of the farming season and now the cabin's flooded. And then when you saw the pictures, when we thought, oh, it's just a little bit of water damage, we'll be able to recover from it. And then seeing the pictures, it's just so heartbreaking because you know everything you have is destroyed. But then you try to stay positive and think it's not our home and there are other people's homes that have been destroyed and they've been evacuated and that is their home, right? It's so we're trying to stay positive at this point. And I know you mentioned um, there was more than just water damage. Are you explain? Are you able to explain the overall damage to your your family's cabin? Yeah. So the cabin right now itself looks to have about two to two and a half feet of water throughout the whole entire thing. Um, inside the couches are half to three-quarters covered in water. The fridge was in the kitchen, and it's laying on its back, floated halfway between the kitchen and the dining room. I did put a lot of stuff in tubs and try to get them off high in the fall, but basically everything in the cabin is just destroyed. Um, We did have an attached deck on the front of the cabin as well, as the two sides of the cabin, and that's been ripped right off the front of the cabin, and there's about a three-foot gap in between the cabin and parts of the deck, and it's ripped some of the siding off the front of the cabin as well. And then on the one side of the cabin, we had an attached sunroom that was attached to the cabin, and that's completely ripped off, and 
kind of floating up and pushed up off to the side north of the cabin, away from the water, and the screens are all ripped, and we had some storage sheds outside, and I believe that those are gone because some of its contents are floating in the water on top of the decks. And then we had one big dock attached to the rock wall with, I guess you would call it, metal strapping, and that's ripped right off the rock wall, and it's way up on our northern piece of our property, about 45 feet from where it should be. And that, it was a floating dock, so it's not destroyed. It's just been pushed off. And then we had two more pieces of dock that were, one was attached to the deck, and the other one was the attachment from the secured piece to the floating dock. And those are totally crumbled, and some of it's in the water, some of it's up on the grass, some of it's um, on top of the other decks or docks. There's some pieces of it through the sunroom. The screens are all ripped. Um, yeah, there, and there's a lot of debris in the water. There's been a lot of logs, and there's some big fallen-down trees in front of our cabin where our beach would have been. So I don't know if they fell right there or if they've washed in, but all you see is big, massive trees in front. And regarding your insurance and kind of just what what's next for you know your family in regards to to the cabin like is is um does your insurance cover um all the repairs that are going to be needed or kind of what's that next step process for for you and your family? Well, we talked to our insurance company when we thought that the ice level looked high and it looked like it was right up to the cabin and we were concerned that we possibly may get some water damage. Um, and it's really, it was really hard to gauge because when we bought the cabin, the water was really low. And we actually had never been on black sturgeon before we purchased the cabin. So we weren't really sure what normal was or any history of the lake. And um, so to go from a really low year to a really high year, um, it sure was shocking, but anyhow, we had talked to our um, insurance company and just notified them that it looks like we potentially could have some water damage, and we were told that our policy for the cabin did not include flooding, as it is a natural act of God. So our cabin, all of its contents, Every single thing on our property is not covered by our insurance. Um, it doesn't help with cleanup or anything. So basically, we're at a total, complete, 100% loss of every single thing we had there. Um, now, when we, we had bought the cabin, after we bought it, some of the locals had told us that, you know, in the last, 30 to 60 years, you know, it had flooded a couple times and um, we weren't aware of that when we purchased the cabin, but seeing how now high the water has gotten this year, um, you know, we're not surprised because it is a bit, quite a bit lower down to the water. So we had eventually talked about 
going to rebuild. And uh, but of course, because we're boat access only, and we're farmers, our summers are quite busy at the farm. So we had thought that eventually we would rebuild and then keep the old cabin up so we could still have use of our cabin and maybe have the builders able to stay there as well. Well, we got a new one framed, Um, you know, and then you have all the struggles of, well, how do you get the machinery in to tear down the old cabin? And how do you get the old cabin materials out? It's not like you can just get, you know, a construction bin dropped in and clear it up and then start from scratch. So, and because we don't have any place, a driveway or boat uh, place to keep our boat as of right now, um, we really don't even have a way to get to our cabin as of now, even if we could. Um, and that's been a really big struggle. We weren't quite sure of black sturgeon, and we didn't realize that it would be so difficult to find a place to park our boat and to have a vehicle. So the access to our cabin has been pretty much impossible. So we're not really sure how we're going to get in to clean up or even just to go in and try and salvage some of our stuff right now. But hopefully we'll be able to get in and clean up one day and hopefully maybe be able to rebuild one day so we'll have a family cabin again to spend time at. Um, is is there anything else you'd like to add? I And I, I hate to ask this, but... You know, if you're willing to tell me roughly, you know, I guess the cost of how much you lost, you know, if the rough price. I I apologize for asking. I just to you know add to the story. Right. Um, I would actually. I wouldn't have. I'm not exactly too sure on the amount that we've lost. I know when we bought the cabin, we took almost everything out that was there and um, repurchased all new so that, you know, we would have our own stuff in the cabin. And we probably spent just about $40,000 in our own belongings bringing out there. And then, you know, the, the cabin and all the docks and the decks, especially with the price of lumber right now, we're probably around, I don't know, 300000 in loss. You know, and if, if we go to rebuild, uh, you know, all of those costs all add up, right? So I'm just going to say we're probably about 300 350 just gone. Okay. And again, Lisa, I'm, I'm very sorry for this to, to happen to you and your family. Obviously, it's with COVID, you weren't able to spend as much time as you probably wanted to last year. And then now this year, it's it, it completely took out your your family cabin so again i i'm i'm deeply sorry for for you and your family thank you um i can't imagine that this has been an easy time for for you and your family to to go through um is there is there anything else that you'd like to add um towards towards your story um yeah no i don't think there's anything else I'd like to add to our story. Um, 
I would like to just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, we do feel bad for everybody else who's been evacuated and there are a lot of people who do have damage to their boathouses and they have damage to their own personal property and most likely they're not covered for insurance either. And it's been great to see the community come together and help each other by sandbagging and, you know, trying to talk to the city of Kenora to get them to fix the roads that are so bad. And, you know, just everyone's trying to stay positive and everyone's trying to pull together. So it's nice to see the community trying to work together to help each other out. Yes, and and that's just all we've been hearing as well. Um, we've uh, I, I'm a part of that Black Sturgeon um, Homeowners Association Facebook page, and um, I, I definitely see the, the community coming together to help one another through this this very tough time for everybody. Um, but my my last question for you is, um, Aaron did meant, and I know you mentioned um, that you had some photos. And, and some videos. Are you able to, to, are you be willing to share those with us to put it in the story um, and, and and things like that? Yes, definitely. I can um, send you the photos and videos I have, definitely. It, it tells probably a better picture than what I explained. 